Are you as turned off by the business bro hustle mentality as I am? I think you know what I'm talking about. It's that line of thinking that tells you that productivity is what defines your worth and that the only way to be successful is to work really, really hard, you know, rise and grind, that whole thing. I mean, no offense to those business bros, but I didn't start my business so that I could just complete a bunch of tasks and hustle around the clock. For most of us entrepreneurial types, our goal with our business is to achieve freedom and ease, not more work. Anti-hustle productivity strategist Sagan Morrow is changing the narrative in regards to productivity. She sees productivity as a way to create more abundance in our lives, not as a way to fit in more tasks into our day. In this episode, Sagan is sharing her tips on how to design productivity methods that work for you and your lifestyle, instead of trying to use some cookie cutter version of productivity that doesn't quite fit. Tune in if you want to work in a way that feels right for you so that you can invite more abundance and joy into your business. You're listening to the Support Squad Podcast, where virtual assistants come together to share their best business tools and tips. Virtual assistant for life coaches Sharon Nissen created the Support Squad with a firm belief in community over competition. Whether you're a new virtual assistant looking for advice on how to get started or an established virtual assistant looking to expand your skills and invite even more abundance into your career, you're in the right place. Working from home doesn't have to be lonely. We're in this together. Now, here she is, the host of the Support Squad podcast, Sharon Nissen. Hey, hey, you guys, welcome into the Support Squad podcast. I'm excited to dive into today's interview. Um, Me and Sagan were just on the same wavelength. She values so many of the same things that I do, which is um, avoiding overwhelm, um, avoiding burnout, and really working in a way that feels good. So um, before we dive into the conversation, just a little bit of housekeeping, quick reminder. At the end, very end of December, I'm going to be opening the doors to the Support Squad membership. And if you want to get special discounts, um, I want you to go ahead and join the waitlist now so that you're first in line for that. So um, you can join the waitlist at the supportsquad.com slash membership. That's the supportsquad.com slash membership. Of course, inside the support squad membership, you get live coaching with me a couple of times a month. You get access to an insane library of um, training resources. You get access to our community. You get added to the support squad membership directory. There are so many perks and benefits to membership. I've seen incredible growth and um, amazing things happen inside of our community. So if you want to join, make sure to join the waitlist at the supportsquad.com slash membership so you can get those discounts when we open up the doors. All right. So now that you know a little bit about that, I want to dive into my conversation with Sagan, but First, let me tell you a little bit about her. Sagan Morrow is an anti-hustle productivity strategist who helps solopreneurs and multi-passionate creatives save 10 plus hours every single week, maximize productivity based on their personality, and take strategic action to finally achieve their goals without burning out or succumbing to overwhelm. Sagan uses her signature productivity methods and a hybrid approach of coaching, consulting, and teaching to create customized 
actionable strategies that are designed for each client's unique life and business. When she isn't working with clients and teaching about productivity, Sagan hosts the Indie Author Weekly Podcast and writes polyamorous romantic comedy novels. I loved talking with Sagan and I'm so excited for uh, to share her with you guys. So let's dive in now. Hey, Sagan, welcome to the support squad. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I'm, I'm thrilled to have you. Um, I'm, I always love talking to folks who can help us be more productive, um, but without that hustle, which I know is, is your big thing, is the anti-hustle. And we'll go into more of that in a minute. But to get started, just because it's kind of our first time meeting, I'd love to know just more about you and how your journey and like the online uh, space and and how you got started as a productivity strategist. Yeah, so I've actually had my business for I think it's been like eleven or twelve years at this point. Wow. It's been quite a while, and it was one of those things that I really fell into. I got a degree in rhetoric, which is basically a degree in like critical thinking skills, and it's a wonderful skill to have, but not very practical when you're mm-hmm. out job hunting. So as soon as I graduated from university, I had no idea how I could possibly get a job with this degree. And so I really just, you know, put up my resume everywhere. And I ended up falling into freelancing when a public relations firm hired me as a contractor. And from there, I just started getting more and more freelance gigs. And I realized that I really loved being my own boss, but the productivity side of things was a little bit difficult. And my business, you know, like setting up a business, I had no idea what I was doing and all of that kind of thing. So over the years, you know, I was really learning a lot. I made so many mistakes over the years. And I really started to learn that there was a lot of things that I could do a lot differently than I think is traditionally sort of taught to mm-hmm. us. And I would, I was, you know, in the beginning trying to sort of like copy what other people were doing, but it still wasn't working. So I really learned a lot about customization and how to really build an awesome business that works really well for my brain and for my personality and my lifestyle and all of that. Mm-hmm. And so um, as I was, you know, when I, when I eventually I was sort of going back and forth between freelancing part-time and I was, I had a nine to five job and I finally decided it was time to just do full-time freelancing, full-time with my business. And pretty much immediately I had a bunch of people asking me, how, how are you able to do this? What are you even doing? So that's when I began, I wrote a book about it at first, um, and people really loved it, but they wanted a lot more. So that's when I started creating courses specifically about freelancing, how to start your own freelance business for freelance writers, editors, virtual assistants, all of that kind of thing. Um, And things really grew from there. And, you know, I realized that the thing that I love to do is really looking at how can we customize everything in our businesses, right? How can we create really awesome businesses that support our personal lifestyles? And that's how I got into the productivity side of things, because productivity can really be about a lot of efficiency and abundance and really looking at how we can have a very beautiful sort of work-life balance. Um, So I've been doing, I've been teaching online courses and coaching other business owners since 2016, I believe. So it's been pretty, pretty wonderful. Amazing. Yeah, I love when we talk about um, productivity being customizable. I love you using that word um, because, yeah, I think so many 
many of us start our businesses for so many different reasons. Everyone I know started their business for different reasons. We have different lifestyles and different things we want to do. So I, I love that idea of it being very customizable, um, especially on the productivity side. And I know for you specifically, you call yourself the anti-hustle productivity strategist, which I really resonate with. Hustle is like a like no-go word for me. Like I that's like a red flag. I don't like I can't stand that word. So I love that you call yourself that. And why why do you believe that that anti-hustle is so important? Well, you know, a lot of productivity advice and, you know, business advice in general tends to be through this very sort of dude bro marketing lens. And it really glorifies this hustle. It glorifies busy work and it doesn't take into account different people's lifestyles. And, you know, when I, when I hear the word hustle, you know, we automatically think, okay, well, I just need to work harder. I just need to keep working. I need to wake up at 5 a.m. I need to work on every weekend. Um, and it really, it really glorifies busy work without considering, is this busy work getting us anywhere? Are we actually making progress on our goals? Um, are we actually achieving excellence? Are we actually doing what we want to do? So productivity is truly about efficiency. It's truly about abundance. It's really about getting a lot more done in less time without burning out. And, you know, for myself, I have, um, I have like chronic anxiety and chronic nightmare disorder. Um, wow. And so those types of things, because I never know what my sleep schedule is going to be, it never really resonated with me to use traditional productivity advice. And I know that for so many of my clients, you know, they'll have young kids at home or they might have other sort of mental health things going on, or like they're, they're juggling, you know, a side hustle with a full-time job and the whole concept of trying to hustle harder and just do more busy work really doesn't work. So the more that we can get away from the concepts of hustle, the more that we can really manage overwhelm and reduce and maybe even eliminate it. And that way we stop feeling obligated or chained to our businesses. And instead, you know, instead of being that sort of resentful about our business, because we're not really getting anywhere with all the work that we're putting into it, instead, we start to really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, yes. our businesses, our work requires effort. It requires mm -hmm. a lot of effort. And so because we do spend so much time on it, it should be a joyful thing. It, it requires effort, but that should be a real joy. It should be a pleasure to work on our businesses. So that's what I really look for when I'm teaching about productivity and when I'm incorporating productivity into my own business, my own life, I'm really looking at how can this be as pleasurable as possible? Yes. Yes. I love some of the words that you're using are, are just really resonating with me strongly, like especially relating abundance to productivity. I don't hear a lot of people speak about it in that way, but that's really the ultimate goal of productivity, right? Is to create more space in our day and to create more room to welcome in more things. So I just, I love that um, piece that you're bringing into this. And then I think the, the mental health part that you talked about too, is also so important um, because hustle, not only is it just that dude bro thing that doesn't really work for us, it can also be like harmful to our mental health. I mean, I've told this story a couple of times on the podcast, my first couple of years in my business, I just thought it was like getting as many things done as possible. I ended up in the emergency room with like a, a major panic attack, which I had never experienced before because I was like so looped into that hustle mindset. So not only is it harmful to be in that hustle, it's also um, preventing us from welcoming an abundance. So I just love those concepts and words that you're, that you're pulling in. <laughs> um, 
Um, and then so for, for virtual assistants, um, as they're structuring their business to kind of be more productive, to get away from that hustle, what are some of the mistakes that you see most commonly happen with, with new, new solopreneurs? Yeah, well, definitely the copying and pasting sort mm -hmm. of concept, right? Seeing what other people are doing and then automatically thinking, oh, I'll just do the exact same thing and it'll work for me. Mm -hmm. And it just won't because we're all unique individuals and our businesses are unique. And what we want from our life, what we want for our, our long-term lifestyle or like our life goals or just our everyday lifestyle, it's all going to be different. So really looking at, you know, how can I customize everything so that it feels so perfect for who I am and where I'm at with my business, right? If we can really look at that, that's going to be a huge game changer to stop the copying and pasting and start really looking at what do I actually want? What actually makes sense for me? And that's like really where, you know, what you're saying about um, the, the sort of abundance sort of side of things resonating with you. That's where I'm always teaching about people to do productivity as rooted in self-care, right? So we're really looking at what does that sort of self-care piece look like when I am customizing things, right? Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that we're really customizing things in a way that feels really good. So that's definitely one piece. Another really important consideration to make when we're structuring our businesses is to connect the dots between everything that we do. And I know a lot of business owners are very multi-passionate. I personally am very multi-passionate. Mm -hmm. um, and it can feel, even if we're not multi-passionate, you know, when you're creating your business, it can feel as though there's a lot of moving parts because there are, it's tough when you're a virtual assistant, when you're a solopreneur to try to do all of the things. So I really encourage you to, you know, like take that step back when you're structuring your business and really look at how do all of the pieces connect together? Because when we really look at all of that, we'll often realize that there's a lot of things we're doing that we can just cut away that aren't mm -hmm. actually making sense. Um, and it also streamlines things a lot. So it really enhances our productivity, which is very beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then the third piece that I see a lot of people sort of, you know, making this mistake when they're structuring their business is not leaving room for scalability. Right. So it gets really tempting to create our business and think, oh, well, I'll just like change things later on as my business grows. But as your business grows, as you get more clients and that kind of thing, then you're going to have less time mm -hmm. to actually get your, get your ducks in a row. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to look at how can we create a really solid foundation that grows with us businesses, like our businesses are going to be in such big trouble if we don't have a really solid foundation for them, because then they'll just get sort of top heavy and then everything will just kind of collapse underneath it. Yes. So, you know, looking at how we can build a nice strong foundation and leave that room for scalability, leave that room for pivoting within our business. So there's a lot of like flexibility and movability with it while it's really solid and strong at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that, that concept of it being top heavy and specifically like for solopreneurs, what are some of the things you see being those top heavy things? Like, are, do you, do you see specific examples come up sometimes? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's okay. I'm just curious. Yeah. I just loved that picture. Cause I like, I can think in my own business, the things that start to feel really top heavy. And I was curious if there was like themes that you'd seen come up for people. 
Yeah. I mean, it's definitely different for everyone, but I really see a lot of the times people will be so focused on um, marketing their business and getting Mm -hmm. clients that they don't think about the administrative side of things. Mm -hmm. You know, their inbox gets out of control. Mm -hmm. Um, They spend a whole bunch of of time, you know, constantly reinventing the wheel, whether that's onboarding processes, whether that's um, with the, the types of services that they offer, they don't really have Um, things like a documentation manual set Mm -hmm. in place, right? So really documenting all of your policies and procedures in your business. Um, I see a lot of times top heaviness can also come into play when we're, when we're making decisions constantly Mm -hmm. and that really drains our energy, which also reduces our productivity. Mm -hmm. So I love having, you know, decision-making matrix so that our business almost makes decisions for us, Mm -hmm. um, which is really, really handy. So there's definitely, yeah, like a lot of different pieces like that, um, (laughs) that can, that can be problematic, but oftentimes it is sort of the internal things, right? So the business looks fine on the outside, but that's Mm -hmm. because we're focusing too much on that. And that's where the top heaviness comes into play. And then a lot of the internal stuff is kind of collapsing and that's what then leads to burnout. Yes. Yes. I, I, I completely agree with that. That's the, the same kind of stuff I've seen come up a lot with like my one-on-one clients. I see a lot of people put so much focus on marketing and sometimes it's like taking that step back and, and going back like almost to the roots and like, okay, first it's like mission, mission, vision values. Like what, like, what are you even marketing? What is even the root of, of what it is? And, and the reason that, that maybe the marketing piece feels so hard is because the foundation isn't quite there or something. So I, I, yeah, exactly. I, I totally relate to that. And I love that. Yeah. What you shared kind of echoed what I figured it might be, which is just all those little task things that make us look good on the, on the outside, but don't really help us like internally in our day-to-day business. So um, I think that's really important for a lot of new business owners to hear is, is to get that foundation really strong. So yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, it's so, yes, this is, is such a big piece. I'll have, I'll, I will have sometimes have clients come to me and they've had their business for like five or six years mm-hmm. and they're like, you know, basically, yeah, like it's too top heavy. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like I'm getting yeah. burned out. I'm getting really overwhelmed, all these types of things. And the first question I'll ask them is, do you happen to have a business plan? Mm-hmm. And they'll say, yeah. nope. No. Or, <laughs> or, well, yeah, I created when I, when I first started my business mm-hmm. five or six years ago, or I kind of, I created one, but it wasn't actionable. It wasn't tangible. So I didn't do anything with it. And it's so interesting when we take that step back Mm -hmm. and really look at, okay, let's, let's look at creating a mission, a vision statement. Let's really look at how all of the different pieces of your business integrate together with your business plan. Suddenly everything else makes sense because they'll realize, oh, I was using, this as my marketing strategy. This doesn't make sense. Or why am I doing these 10 things over here when none of it I don't enjoy it. It's not working. It's taking up way too much time and energy. It's so beautiful to see how everything kind of falls into place when you set up those really strong foundations. Yeah. Yes. I I totally agree. I've seen people become really energized when they understand or clarify those kind of basic foundational pieces of their business. It's like this energy comes and suddenly those top heavy things become so much easier, or like you said, not even necessary anymore because you have a clearer picture of what's like most important in your business. So I think that's so important for people to hear. And then like for the average virtual assistant or not the average, none of my, none of my listeners are average, but for (laughs) virtual assistants out there who, who are dealing with burnout and overwhelm, we've 
all experienced it, I am sure, at some point in our business. How can they manage that or start to heal some of those things? Yes. So absolutely. You know, everyone has dealt with mm-hmm. burnout at some point, right? And if you don't have burnout prevention plans in place, then at some point you will. Yes. <laughs> at some point you will succumb to it. And what you were saying earlier about, you know, showing up in the emergency room with a panic attack, I, this very similar thing happened to me. I had a panic attack and ended up like, I called the ambulance because I, I thought I was having a heart attack. I did too. And I literally was yeah. like, I think I'm going to die. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I couldn't believe terrifying. when I showed up at the hospital and they told me I wasn't having a heart attack. Cause that's what I felt like it was. And it was because of work. Like why, yes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Which is just, it's awful. And like, yeah. it is like you were saying earlier, it's so harmful. So mm-hmm. it's really, really important to have burnout prevention plans in place. I think everyone needs it regardless of whether we have experienced burnout in the past, mm-hmm. or even if we have a good handle on things, we always need a burnout prevention plan to identify our personal symptoms of burnout so that we're prepared in advance mm-hmm. for it. So we can like recognize those red flags when they start to start to pop up for us. Mm-hmm. One of the key things that we can do in preventing burnout is really focusing on energy management. So, you know, whenever I'm talking about productivity and time management and, you know, the automatic thing is it's like all about hustle and things like that. Mm-hmm. But the, the, one of the big um, myths about time management is that it's all about time. Right. And the truth is that time management is actually rooted in energy management. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't really do us any good if we save a bunch of time And then we don't have the energy to actually use that time if we're too exhausted to use extra time really well. Mm -hmm. So what I always really encourage you to do is really look at how can I boost my energy with certain things and also really looking at what are my energy detractors? What takes away my energy? So this is things like looking at what our daily schedules are like, the times of day that we do different things because all of our energy fluctuates from day to day, from from season to season. Some of us are more energized at different times of year, looking at all of those types of things. And then really looking at what are the little tweaks that I can even make in terms of, you know, sometimes it's as small as particular types of music that give us a little energy boost, but really paying attention to our energy levels and really honoring our energy levels is so, so important. So that's one part of it. Another piece of it is really grounding our productivity in our personality. So when it comes to, you know, reducing or even eliminating burnout, it comes back to that whole customization piece and really looking at what is my learning style? What is my productivity style? How can I ensure that my business is set up to mirror my personality? Because again, all of us are completely different. And so we want to make sure that our business is set up in such a way that it does give us energy, which means that if, you know, if we're introverts, like I am, we really need to structure our business maybe in a different way than an extrovert would structure their business because otherwise burnout will, will happen. And then the third piece with burnout is really, you know, being honest with ourselves. We don't talk enough about the vital importance of self-honesty when we Mm -hmm. are solopreneurs, because this can be such a huge piece. If we're not really honest with ourselves about what our capacity is. And Mm -hmm. when we are hitting that point of I'm about to get burned out, then we're going to tip over the edge. Mm-hmm. So it's very important to, to learn how to be honest with ourselves and to make changes 
when, when we are honest with ourselves about what our capacity is or is not. Yes. Yeah. I totally, that honesty and that like acceptance, sometimes for me, it's like a full surrender of like, I'm not going to be able to do this, like period, the end. And, And being able to recognize that it took me a while in my business to learn that skill or to even realize that it was something that I had a choice to do, like to, to just, to notice and decide, um, when I had the energy to do things and not do things. And one thing I wanted to share, cause you said the part about music and I had this total aha moment during my last, um, uh, or a couple launches back, I was like in the final, um, like the ends of the launch, I was putting together like the slides for like my webinar. And, um, I had been listening to this like focus playlist on Spotify. It was like really soothing and calming. And I could not get through these slides. Like I couldn't do it. And I was like, I have my focus music on. I should be able to do this. And then I like, I put on queen, like don't stop me now by queen. And all of a sudden I was like flying through everything. And and that just goes to show like how like those cookie cutter ways of doing things don't always work. Cause you think, I'll put on my focus playlist and that should work. But you really have to think about, just like you said, like what energizes you, what actually brings your energy level up, your own personality. So um, yeah, that was just like a funny moment I experienced. It changed the end of the launch for me. I don't know if I would have made it through like if I hadn't had that realization. So it was so cool (laughs) to see. Yes, I love that so much. And I think, and it's also really important to also think about how, you know, focus playlist, but what are we focusing on? Because if we're focusing on bookkeeping, that's Mm -hmm. a different type of energy than focusing on creating presentation slides or creating an online course or doing work for clients or working on our website, right? Like all of that requires a different type of energy for focusing. So it'll probably require different types of music, you know, if if we are sort of audio people and we want to listen to music. Mm -hmm. And even in environments too, like sometimes I'll feel like if I want to focus on, if I need to write, I can't be in my house. Like if I need to write Mm -hmm. like a bunch of stuff, like I have to go to a coffee shop or something, I can't do it in my house. And then like certain things I have to be at my desk. It's so funny if you can start to notice those things, what a difference it makes. Yes. 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 I love it. Yeah. So I I feel like so many of the concepts you, you introduced today are so, so unique and so important for people to start to understand is just like recognizing that you can build your day, your work, um, your productivity, however it works best for you. And I think that's so, so important for, for folks to hear. So thank you for sharing all of that with us today. I think we have a lot of stuff we can walk away and, and implement. And I know everyone um, is going to want to get in touch with you because you shared so much wisdom and genius with us today. So what are the best ways for us to find you online, work with you and get to know you more? Yeah. So you can always connect with me on Twitter or Instagram. My handle is at Sagan lives. Um, and I also have a couple of pretty cool productivity training specifically for solopreneurs, which of course includes virtual assistants. Um, so I have the solopreneur archetype training, which is a really quick, like less than 30 minutes, um, training for you to identify which of the three different solopreneur archetypes you are. Oh, cool. And also what mistakes you might be making with your business and what you might need to do to overcome those mistakes. So that's at saganmorrow.com slash type. So the 
what your solopreneur type is. And then I also have the three steps to 10 X your productivity training, which is just over an hour long training. It's really, really good. It, it walks you through a framework for how to improve your productivity And again, totally based in what we've been talking about today with managing the burnout and really using energy management and time management. So if you're listening to this right now and any of this has really related to you, then you'll definitely want to check out the three steps to 10x your productivity. And you can access that at saganmorrow.com slash training. Awesome. That stuff sounds really cool. That quiz sounds, or not the quiz, but the training about finding your type. That sounds really, really neat. So you guys, all of that stuff is going to be in the show notes. Make sure to get in touch with Sagan everywhere. And then Sagan, one question I always like to ask my guests at the end of the episode is just what's one thing about you that's totally separate from your business, whether it's a hobby or something you're interested in, just something that is unique about you. Yeah. Well, you know, as I mentioned, I'm very multi-passionate. So yeah. one of the, one of the things that's like technically part of my business, which you can actually see in the background yeah. is I'm a romantic comedy novelist. So I write cool. polyamorous romantic comedy novels. Oh my gosh. How cool. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's, it's pretty fun. I've written, I published seven so far. So I'm working on my eighth right now. So oh, that's, that's one so of the cool. things I love to do. And then I'm also a hobbyist burlesque dancer. No way. Burlesque is so cool. Those are some very like sexy hobbies. I like that a lot. <laughs> very cool. I love hearing stuff like that. You know what? I had one other guest and she's like a Pinterest strategist and she also writes um, romance novels. So I'm always excited to to hear that people have this cool stuff going on behind the scenes. It's so neat. So where do we find your books? Are they on Amazon or is there they a way are. to? They're oh. on Amazon, on Kobo. <laughs> there, you can find them everywhere. Um, or you can so visit cool. saganmorrow.com slash books. I have them awesome. all, all there. So. I love it. Very, <laughs> a lot very, of fun. I bet. they. I love the covers. Very cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that little bit about yourself. And it was just such a joy connecting with you today. You like share a lot of my values and a lot of the things that um, I really um, yeah value in, in in my business as well. So it's just so great to connect with you and thanks for sharing all of that with us today. Yeah, this is my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning into the Support Squad podcast. Make sure to check out the show notes for this episode on thesupportsquad.com. If you liked today's episode, I'd love for you to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Got questions or want to chat about what you heard today? Find me on Instagram at, at the Sharon Nissen and shoot me a DM. I'd love to chat with you. Talk soon.